Welcome back to the Rhubarb and Custard podcast. I'm Jojo Smith, aka Rhubarb. And I'm Rosie Wood, aka Custard. This podcast is all about business, branding, confidence and wonky crowns. It's a safe, unapologetic space for business owners and wannabe business owners. If you want to take part in the conversation and help us figure out whether rhubarb is in fact a fruit or a vegetable, you can find us on Instagram at underscore rhubarb and custard. Either way, we're good for you. Welcome back to the Rebub and Custard podcast. Um, before we get into this week's episode, wherever you are listening to us, whether you're on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, on where, wherever you choose to listen to us, um, if you haven't hit the subscribe button already, go and hit the subscribe button to make sure you get notification every Friday of a new episode. Um, and also, if there's a share button, why not hit that one as well and share us across to your stories, to your Facebook, to wherever you are and wherever your friends are. And let us know about the rhubarb and uh, rhubarb and podcast. <laughs> rhubarb and flavour kind of custard. One of those days today. Wonky <laughs> crowns. Wonky crowns. So that brings us quite nicely into this episode, actually, which um, we're going to talk about wonky crowns because we've talked a lot about business. We've talked a lot about branding. We've talked a lot about confidence and mindset and walking with fear and all those things but we haven't really talked that much about wonky crowns except for when we do things like that and we mess up in an episode and we go oh there's the wonky crown but we haven't actually talked about it and uh lisa very kindly graced graced us with her presence last week and talked a little bit at the end about wonky crowns about being rubbish at cooking and that kind of thing so we wanted to um share some share some of those with you this week but first joe how's your week been my week this week has been good. I'm literally, I've got what you get. I've got that module. I've got, uh, I've said it before and I'll keep saying it till it goes away. Horrendous brain fog at the minute. And that coupled with a hay fever tablet and a migraine tablet from yesterday. Mate, I'm off my tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a migraine tablet. They're a recent discovery for me. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. Did you get the ones I told you about? Well, let's not talk about them because we'll look like we're drug pushers. <laughs> did you get the ones I said? I don't know. I don't know if it's the exact same ones. They end in Tripton or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And they're brilliant, but it's very much like don't leave me unattended with the children after I've well, had They are called Tripton. <laughs> so, so it kind of says says it all. But yeah. I mean, if this helps anybody, I was having a monthly migraine. And it's actually my partner that noticed. I'm just going to put this out there. And um, I have to say, it has been life-changing just knowing that that's what it was. Mm. Because I thought I was getting sinusitis every month. And (laughs) no, I really did. Right. And I was just taking loads of decongestants because it was all right in the front of my head, but it would knock me off my feet for two days. It was horrendous. Um, And literally, Jay noticed it. Um, and I was like, oh, he's right. Yeah, because I'm like rubbish with that. And um, I went to the doctors, had these tablets, and now I can control it now. And it's, don't get me wrong, I still get them, but I can kind of like manage it. So it, I was better. exactly the same. Like they became they became monthly. And I only noticed it because um, we because I became a leader for Inspiring Connect in our meetings with a third <laughs> Thursday of the month. And first meeting, I came home and I got migraine that evening, like next day. Second meeting, it was the day before and into that day. Like it's literally timed with those meetings. I thought it was the meetings to start with. And I was like, what should I be doing? (laughs) (laughs) Laura and Ali, we're not blaming you. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, having having the medication for them has literally changed my life completely. It is. It's massive. Mm. Um, so this morning, so last night I had one of those tablets, but I'm also high on hay fever stuff and eye drops and everything at the moment. And this morning, I actually did a post about it. This morning, I went for my normal swim, got up, but I've got to say it was hard to get up this morning because I just felt groggy. Mm. I looked out the window, beautiful sun, sun uh, rise. And I thought, no, I'm going in the water. I really, I know that I love the water when I'm there. But I'd said to Sassy T when I got there, I says, I might just float today. Today's the day where I just need a lilo. And I just like put me on a lilo and put me in the pool and I'll be quite happy. The sun was on it. She went over to, there's like this box by the side of the pool. She went over to the box and she pulled out. She went, oh my God, you're going to love this. She pulled out a pink noodle. You know, the floating things and she went there you go and then she pulled out another one and it matched her swimming costume so the pair <laughs> of us have been floating up and down on these noodles today I have been in my element and that's what sass is all about knowing your personality knowing what you need for it yeah. um, and so I've had a beautiful start to the day where it could have gone completely and utterly you know down a different route mm. so what about you with your oh, I haven't really gone into the week but that's what it is I'm prep for the award ceremony I'm, go, I'm off to the ball, Sasterella's <laughs> off to the ball <laughs> on Saturday I am very excited but we'll talk more about that in a bit what about you and your week uh no, I've gone blank again <laughs> that's what I was like I don't know. I'll tell you what though this morning I've come home and I mentioned this before we before we hit record this morning I've come home and talking about the things that like that make you feel good and this this is a weird one if you're from Devon you'll <laughs> you'll get this you're gonna love this you'll get this me? so I um I live in Plymouth at the moment but this is by no means where I grew up like I grew up in just outside of Dartmouth you might have heard of it um in like the back of beyond down a country lane we had like two neighbors uh and like grew up playing in the garden playing in mud like running around in fields in the woods that kind of thing and uh and now I'm in central Plymouth purely purely by accident um and uh I did the school run this morning and I came home and I parked the car outside and I got out and I was like why like there was a very familiar smell of manure in the air so if you're from Devon you will know that the smell or not necessarily from Devon but from the countryside you will know that the smell of dung muck spreading on fields is one of those smells that just feels like home Joe's laughing at me she's laughing at me (laughs) it's one of those smells that just feels like home like when you're driving back down the M5 from a trip away you know you're back in Devon because you can start to smell it and some people close the windows and go oh that's horrible and some people open the windows because it feels like home and for me it feels like home but I can't work out why in the middle of Plymouth there is a smell like what I don't know where it's coming from is it just here for me I don't know <laughs> are you sure somebody hadn't just let one go <laughs> well I don't know it's been it's been a, it's, it's been a couple of hours now um and it's, still there. and it's it's yeah it's lingering I don't know maybe one of the one of the neighbors has put some manure in their garden or something I don't know uh, either but, way you're as happy as a pig in Either way, I'm as happy as a Devon bird yeah. <laughs> in a muck spread field. <laughs> so, 
so this we always have a little chat and decide what we're going to talk about on the show because we do come to this with our wonky crowns when it's just us and we 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 go with the flow and we go with what feels right in that moment and Rosie came with wonky crowns um as the idea for what we talk about today and I said I'd been uh, looking and researching at what made the best podcast shows and it came up with um, statistics in 21 from a study showed that the most uh, productive and loved podcasts were about different titles. So I'm going to read them out. They were about comedy, news, true crime, sport, health and fitness. So I said to Rosie, why don't we just tell some little stories about what has happened to us relevant to these? And some of them will definitely involve wonky crowns, let me tell you. So the first topic up for grabs today for our for our show, which is just Rosie and I, is comedy. Rosie, what's your best comedy moment? Best comedy moment. Oh, I can't even tell you. What me personally, oh, or like <laughs> <laughs> me personally, or like in my in my in my world. Does it have to be something that's happened to me? Oh, I don't know. Yes. Oh, I don't know then. <laughs> go with whatever. Go with whatever. Well, this morning, not not particularly a comedy movie, but this morning I got half my shopping for free. Uh, so we're a bit late recording um, recording the podcast this morning because I had a shopping delivered and it turned up a bit later than I anticipated. And I opened the door and it's a, a quite a young lad that I've not seen before which is fine and he goes off he's he's brought one of the one of the little crate things and he's put it on my doorstep and obviously waited for me to answer the door and then he's gone to get the rest so I'm unloading the first one and then he comes back with three more I think and plonks them on top uh and I'm starting to unload them and what he hasn't realized is it's the the step immediately outside my door is only like a half a step width and he's put the shopping on there um and it all everything just suddenly went into like slow motion you know because like, I'm unloading he's turned around to I don't know look at the view or something um and I can like the stack, the, just, <laughs> I don't know, the stack like starts to fall and you know when just like everything goes into slow motion you're like what do I do like I can't catch it and it looks like it might fall on him is it gonna fall on him what do I I don't know this man's name what do I say do I I shout like look out (laughs) timber yeah right so the entire and outside of our house we've got like the front door and a little step and then a flat bit and then like eight or nine steps down to the down to the pavement um and uh yeah so the these crates just they like four of them stacked on top of each other just fell over but of course they fell and they landed at the top of the steps so then all of my shopping just kind of rolled off there's a broccoli there's a cauliflower there's a tin of pepper pig in the road I love the fact that you just went, you came on the, I've just had to chase me Peppa Pig pasta. <laughs> He's picking up the stuff and he was like, I am so sorry. That was entirely my fault. And anything that's touched the ground, I'll give you free. Oh, <laughs> like, that's tip, I that's like this to my name. I know. And then he was like, it's my first day back after a holiday. It's Sodzler, isn't it? I was like, oh. You know what? <laughs> so Next right. week you can see you pushing it and going, that was you, not me. <laughs> 
she'll be ordering fresh oh, salmon. She'll be ordering- yeah, I know. It's a shame there wasn't more expensive stuff. Like, oh, my nappies fell out. Yeah, but they're fine, aren't they? But they fell out. They touched the ground. Yeah. <laughs> they fell out. This huge jumbo bag of nappies. Oh no, that fell. We've had a whole load of shopping for free because I got um a shopping delivery from. Do we mention the name? No, we won't mention the name. Um, from a well-known supermarket store. And it came, and when I opened my Oreos, they'd been nibbled on. <laughs> <laughs> they'd been nibbled on. They'd been opened, and nib- but not by a human. Oh. I know. Right. But they were they were in the process of extending the store. And so they had part of the store that was under like one of those um. I was going to say a disposable tent. It's not a disposable tent, but you know what I mean. Mm. And a temporary kind of thing. And uh, they said they had squirrels when they investigated. <laughs> they had squirrels. So the squirrels have been at my Oreos. <laughs> but it was just before a birthday party for Jess. And so I was like, I had to get the whole shopping again. And oh. um, they turned up with a bouquet of flowers as well. So that was all right. Good customer Amazing. service. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, so comedy moments. So that was Rosie's. Mine... Um, you really had to be there. <laughs> I um one that when we were just thinking about this, I was thinking, what is my comedy moment? There's lots, there's so many. But I was thinking of one that really truly made me laugh that hard that your tummy hurts and you're crying and you can't get your breath. And still to this day, it has that same effect because my sister caught it all on tape, right? And whenever she's feeling really shocking, she plays this tape of me in my hysteria sounding like dastardly and muttly with that you know that that wheezy laugh mm. kind of thing we went on a little adventure and it was all meant to be a surprise um I'd booked us a weekend away at some lodges and <laughs> this is what this is a monkey crown moment and I'd booked us some uh, time at these lodges but what I hadn't told Hannah she thought it was just us going but I'd actually arranged for some other people to meet us at the lodge and they were going to jump out and do the whole surprise we're here so um we're in the car and we're dra- traveling and we're having a lovely time and everything else and we pull up and it was I mean we're going back a few years it was when car phones had just really kind of come in to play mm. and so I the, the whole plan was you know me I'm really strategic I really plan everything mm, there's always a bit of a wonky crowd moment that kind of goes in so I'd said to the people that were there when we get close I'll get out I'll make an excuse to stop at a shop or go to the whatever let you know that we're almost there so you can all get in position so you're ready so you're not waiting for three hours you know to jump out so so we're, we're on our way and I, I thought being really clever, I pulled over, I thought, I'll need the cash point. That's what I'll do. I'll go to the cash point. So I went to the cash point and while I'm at the cash point, it's absolutely peeing it down with rain. Really bad. So I've got, it was a pink umbrella. I've got my pink umbrella. Hannah's in the car next to me and I'm at the cash point pretending to take out cash, <laughs> getting very rain, rained on <laughs> and decided to make a call. What I didn't realise is I'm still connected to the car. Right. So, so I'm still connected to the car. So I make this call and I'm going, hi, hi, it's me. And Hannah's going, you're still on the phone. You're still she's probably thinking, why is she oh, making no. this phone call? Anyway, managed to realise that I was doing that one camera moment. But then we got lost up this windy road. We went up this road and it was the thinnest road down these lanes that you can ever imagine. Cut along. I was, oh, that's right. I was in my brand new company car as well. 
So you're okay. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Rosie just put herself on mute, but looked like Sorry. she was wanted to make sure she was the okay. coffee went down the wrong way. So went down this thin lane in my brand new company car, only to get really, really stuck and had to do this turn. I can't believe I even did this three-point turn in this small space. But the engine started smoking. Everything, it was just all going completely and utterly wrong. But Hannah had got it all on. All I don't know why she was recording me, because I was just getting really, really stressed. Anyway, she's still got this recording now from us laughing. Like I said, you had to be there. But it's one of the funniest moments that we've ever had. And still to this day, has us in stitches when she plays it. <laughs> when we got there as well, the place had been decorated and Hannah walked in and she went, that's nice of them, isn't it? They've done, they've done some lovely decorations. <laughs> I didn't realise that somebody had been there. It was all in the right colours, everything. But it, like I say, it doesn't sound that funny, but one day I will get the recording and I'll play it to you because it is absolutely hilarious. So that was one of my comedy moments that has stuck with me. Um, and I absolutely love, I think my other one would have been doing a slut drop on the NEC stage with Blue and it not really looking like a slut drop. But there you go, we'll move on from that one. <laughs> no, you didn't fall over backwards when you did it. That's always the risk, isn't it? Overbalancing. <laughs> Overbalancing with, for anybody that doesn't know what a slut drop, this sounds really awful that we've even said that word on a podcast. Um, but I was proud of it and I was sassy and I was going for it. So, okay, so moving from comedy onto news What's your news headline? What's going on in Rosie's world this week? Um, so next, well, next week, um, we officially start Become a Brand Designer, which is really cool. So I'm just kind of like in final preps for that. So I guess headline is Rosie teaches branding. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why I never went into journalism. <laughs> We all have our skills. <laughs> we all have our skills. So Rosie teaches branding, but to be fair, that is news because you are passing on your skills I'm, and showing I'm other people. I'm passing the torch, yeah. You are. Rosie, yeah. Rosie in Branding Olympics. Rosie, <laughs> fast forwards time for lucky, <laughs> for lucky budding designers. <laughs> so right, this episode, this is reaching this <laughs> <laughs> I like it because I'm like, do you know what? This is getting behind the scenes of the wonky crowd. So you're so you're launching. <clears throat> no, we start next week. We've already launched. Okay. We're closed and we start next week. That's exciting though, Rosie, because it is something that you really wanted to do. And yeah. I see the joy that it brings you. Yeah, do you know what? It's been a huge, huge uh comfort zone push because it's not just um it's not. I think being a self-taught designer, like that has always brought um, a certain level of imposter syndrome, I suppose, with it. Because like, I don't, I mean, I have studied graphic design at school, but I don't have, you know, I don't have a, a degree in graphic design. I don't have what, a degree no qualifications? in strategy. Like it's, <laughs> it's stuff that I have learned myself. It's stuff that I've learned from experience and doing and all of those things. So being self-taught in the first place comes comes with a massive amount of imposter syndrome and then and then being like okay I'm going to teach somebody else how to do it like that's a whole nother level of you what you know um to get past so it's been a huge comfort zone push but there are a lot of people and the evidence is there because they're now in the course um who have watched me 
in the last three and a half years go from starting out in the design industry being self-taught teaching myself how to do that and charging prices that were uh, appropriate to somebody who didn't really have any self-belief or confidence in their abilities or anything like that and that kind of growth journey and price increase and package increase and experience increase and stuff to where it is now um who I know aspire to be in the design industry but it can be a difficult place to crack if you don't have agency experience like the traditional route is school college graphic design you go into a design industry low down uh, like a design agency low down you work your way up and then maybe you come out of that and you freelance um but to go into design completely self-taught like there is no uh like frame of reference for what you should be doing unless you go and learn that from another designer um and I didn't go and learn that from another designer I think it's really really um testament to what we both believe in with this as well the fact that you're not afraid to teach your skills to new people and pass it on and let it out what you do and show how much it can um in a sense, like create the life that serves you because that's that's one of your, I know that's one of your main purposes in life because flexibility, because of what, why you started your business, you know, family life and wanting to do, you know, have that freedom um, and everything else. And you going from the £29 logo to the, um, you know, five figure is what you've taught yourself along the way. Mm. And to pass that on, I think... That's definite front page news for me, Rosie, because I think that's really commendable. And I think it's purposeful. And we love a bit of purpose, don't we, and passion? Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I just don't believe that there is, I think, when it comes to design and creativity, like, it's not an industry that you can ever be the best at because design is subjective. Yeah. Like, there is no, that's better than that. So I think it's an industry where there is so much space for everybody to flourish because everybody is going to have a different take or perspective or, you know, a creative view on solving a problem for a client. And just because, say, you take on a branding client, just because you've created a visual brand that looks one way, it doesn't mean it's right. It Like, you could give that exact same project to another designer and it could look completely different. It's whether it fits whether that design fits for the client doesn't mean another design wouldn't also fit for the client. Yeah. And I think that there is so much space in the design industry for more people to come in and to, to do it well, to do it properly. And I think the it's more real can... artistry, isn't it? It's yeah, real it is. It's artistry. You know? Like you can have two yeah. paintings on the wall next to each other that are equally as beautiful and, you know, light you up equally, but they could be completely different. And I think that's the, the, the beauty of the design industry like there is space for everybody's interpretation and everybody's I feel like, different. I feel like whenever we work together and whenever we work on a project, <laughs> it reminds me of when um, we, I feel like we hold the paintbrush together sometimes because I can just not do any of that technique, technical graphic designing or anything else. I see it in my head 
and I have an idea. And what we've built over those years is just beautiful because I feel like it is sometimes, you know, when you, you know, when your mom used to lean over and hold the pencil for you, <laughs> kind of like go around the outlines and stuff like that. It feels like that when we create something and the two of our brains together get really excited when we get another like project on because I can't wait to see how it's going to turn out because like you say, it's subjective and we have conversations and we say this. So a lot of people think the process that we do, it just happens, but it has been, it's many WhatsApps, it's many phone calls, it's conversations. I mean, now we've kind of like polished it to a really good process, but in the beginning, I don't think people really ever appreciated what went into that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it was, it was creative, <coughs> it's artistry. Yeah, it really is. Um, so yeah, so that is beautiful news. Beautiful, beautiful news. So front page headline in Joe's world, mate. There's a couple really. I, I feel like I'm going to be scandal though. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got you've got that beautiful headline on the front, and then I feel like there's two this week that I need to pay homage to. One so, is so so I'm front page. What's on page three then? <laughs> Page three is <laughs> Fairy Godmother Center Spread. <laughs> Get Center Spread. This week I'm featured in Woman Magazine in Center Pages. Amazing. So go and have a little look at that. I'm not going to mention too much about it because there's a little surprise in that for somebody. And um, so, yeah, so I'm very pleased with that. PR has been something I've focused on um, quite heavily recently um because there's a big purpose and you know what I really want to do in helping people really discover their personalities and brands and forming them together so that has been massive and because it's been so life-changing for me I really do want to pass that on so PR has been something I've focused on PR is something we've got in the pipeline for a couple of shows ahead in this um for because we do think it's important and everybody is PRable there is something out there that, you know, there is a story to tell. It can be um, with regards to things that are going on in the news. And quite a few of our clients have had great PR um, and their brand and having their branding done has really helped in that sense as well, because it's part of the tools and part of the things you're asked for when you are in the press so and it's just become we I mean creative sass logo was on the front cover with um Katie Piper last month do you know what I mean so creative sass that logo that you know that brand was on the front cover of a magazine and like I mean Rosie and I get really excited when we see anybody that does books because when we see some of the brands going on the books Rosie has a bookshelf now that she buys it and she pops it on <laughs> you can sell her, her book do you know what I mean it's it, it's really the brand part of it is it's all part of you know that PR aspect as well so that's one and then the other one is Sasterella goes to the ball <laughs> so I'm off to an award ceremony this um on Saturday, finalist for um, startup business, which sounds funny now because I'm going to be three in November, but it was for businesses that were in the first three years. So I'm not actually three yet, um, but it's it's approaching. So, but there's a lot in the category because there's been a lot of startups. So, but out of quite a few um, nominations, I'm down to the fi- finalist. So that would be lovely. 
And I'm very, to be honest with you, I'm happy winner, winner, chicken dinner where I am. But <laughs> I am not going to, um, what's the word? Limit what could happen. So we will see. But either or, got myself a posh frock. I've got myself um, some lovely new sparkly shoes. And I'm just dead excited. <laughs> so I will look forward. So there'll be news on that next week. Okay, so we're going now into the nitty gritty. We're in the, we're in the, in the heart of the um, of the show now. So, true crime, Rosie. Tell me about true crime. Oh, how has true crime affected you? Or is there anything that I mean? This is a bit deep now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything to be honest. Like I live a pretty drama-free life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to delve. Have you uh, ever been accused of something you didn't do? Has no. Have you? Shall I tell you my story in case you? Yeah, go on. Okay, I'll keep them nice and short. I was once involved in a robbery, an armed robbery, in a bank. Heavily, heavily pregnant. Parked on the double yellow lines outside the bank. See, this is what you get when you live in the Midlands, you see. <laughs> see I grew up in the back end of beyond. Like, somebody's tractor might have got, got a nick once. But... <laughs> or a Mars bar from the local shop. <laughs> so, armed robbery. I was heavily pregnant. Really, really heavily pregnant. Hot summer. Um and I pulled up on the double yellow lines outside a bank thinking if if a traffic warden comes I'll just go look at me I'm waddling yeah please just give me a break give me a break so I thought I'll get away with it as I got was getting out of the car I looked in my mirror and I noticed a car pull up behind me and they looked a bit miffed as if to say you've parked in my spot and there was me thinking well I'm pregnant I win top trump right (laughs) as I got out my car and turned the person behind me got out of their car and we walked towards each other to go in between the cars to walk towards the bank. But as I started to get closer, you know, when slow-mo, like your Peppa Pig yeah. pasta rolling down, <laughs> down the hot seat, yeah. slow-mo, my head goes into thoughts of, oh, I've parked in his space. Oh, he's wearing a balaclava. <laughs> I'm a shotgun. <laughs> and then it kind of clicked. Oh no! <laughs> Literally, kind of. I mean, I'm laughing about it now. It actually wasn't <laughs> at the time. Um, oh, wobbled back to my car. Got in the car. But, I mean, this bit gets a bit. This isn't funny now. I can't believe I'm laughing about it. But as I got in the car, I, I got down in the footwell and I rang the police. Well, I rang nine nine nine. There's a robbery. I mean, it was a lot more hysteria than that. Like there's a robbery and everything else. And then I heard a shot. Then I heard a shot. And genuinely thought he'd shot me. I mean, I'm laughing. It's not, you know, it's all about me. Right. So, um, and they had actually fired. Um, anyway, they did, they did, I think they did get convicted. So, but yeah, was involved in a full on. They were off to a bit of a shit start, really. Like, how, like, somebody's rang 999 before they've even got into the building. Do you know what I mean? Like, they weren't very good at it, were they? I thought of that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you parked on the double yellow. There was an armed robbery happening and they like ran out looking for their getaway car. And <laughs> <laughs> found a very pregnant you, sat <laughs> No, we actually, I actually did the full on, you know, that dance that you do with somebody when you, you don't know which way either of you are going. Oh, no. 
actually did that shimmy dance with him. And it was at that point that like my mind started oh. to register balaclava, shotgun, shit, get out of the way, <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah, that was um, and I was heavily pregnant at the time. So I always say it was actually it wasn't Jacob, it was Jess. I always say to Jess, you were involved in you were involved in an armed robbery, you were. See. So yeah, oh, there was my true crime. So and, well, as and just, your comedy story. <laughs> and the comedy story, yeah, probably more funny than my original comedy story. But anyway, <laughs> what about you? Oh, uh, do you know what? I really can't think of anything that's like significant. Do you know what I mean? I've worked in a petrol station and we had a few drive-offs. Which yeah, but how do you handle that? There's nothing you can do. There's literally nothing, unless you've got CCTV on the full court, which we didn't. There's nothing you can do. Um, even if you watch them drive away and you get the number plate, the police won't do anything. They're not interested. Um, everybody licensed. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Fill your boots. <laughs> Pick the petrol stations that don't have CCTV. As long as you can drive away, you're fine. We used to get people do it multiple times. They'd like do it and then they'd come back, save the evening and do it again. Be like, where have you put all the petrol from us? See, and you say living in the Midlands was bad. I mean, (laughs) my dad worked at a petrol station once. Um, He's got loads of funny stories. He's coming on the radio show this week. Is he? Yeah, because of Father's Day. I can't wait. Mate, I don't know what I've let myself in for. Probably <laughs> everybody will probably witness me being told off on the radio. <laughs> and he calls me Joanne all the Does time. It? Yeah, right, okay. Moving on to sports. Anyway, yeah. moving on to the yeah. next subject. <laughs> I fell off a quad bike once. You know when you just you know when you just know something's a bad idea you're like is this anxiety or is this everything about myself telling me don't do this this is ridiculous you know this is going to go wrong like which one is it and you go with it's just anxiety I'll be fine no 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 it's your gut going you're an idiot this is going to go wrong and then it goes wrong and I fell off and I've just come to the conclusion that anything any any physical activity beyond walking or driving, <laughs> like don't even don't try it. You know what I mean, I can swim a bit, might drown. Like I can run a bit, might die. <laughs> <laughs> like just don't even try it. Anything anything beyond that physically, just you don't you don't have the coordination for it, and I don't have the coordination for it, and I've come to that conclusion now. Now that I managed to fall off a quad bike with four wheels, how does a person even do that? Honestly, most embarrassing thing ever. Ended up with a massive hole in my knee, like bruised all the way down my leg. Funny. Yeah. Funny. Uh, Sport-wise for me, I refereed a football match once with no referee experience, hadn't got a clue about the rules, but I got a really nice pink top, pink socks and pink whistle, so I was happy. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah, and then in the end, I think they were just going, yeah, that's enough now. <laughs> so, because I kept just blowing the whistle. No, you can't do that. Well, yeah, we can. No, I've said you can't. <laughs> so, yeah, I had my own rules. And the last one is health and fitness. Health and fitness. Our podcast is much better, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> health and fitness. <laughs> the parents are quiet, just like. Uh. <laughs> you know what do you know what I have got I have got something to say on this subject because I'd be the least person to say something on this subject since I discovered like swimming in the outdoor pool 
that for me is my health and my fitness because I found something that I truly, truly am joyful about. And but it's combining, you know, like when Lisa was talking about habit stacking last week. Mm. Right. This is something that I've been doing for a while, but not even realizing it had a name um, or what it what it actually was. I know habits were really intentional for me, but habit stacking and going for the swim. I needed to do something that was going to be healthier for me. But going swimming outdoor in the pool, it is heated. So don't like, you know, be thinking I'm an absolute cold like hero kind of thing. I'm not. It's a heated pool, but do you know what it is for me? It's the birds and it's the air and it's the nature of it. And going for that, like I said this morning, come full circle, it was really hard to go this morning to begin with, but then give me a pink noodle and, you know, I've got my pink flip-flops and my pink water bottle and it's just joyous because I'm with Sassy T. She's hilarious. Like, you know, we just have a laugh when we're there. I've got a buddy that I go with. The birds are singing. I found something that really, really suits me. Mm-hmm. And I'd kind of just got to a point where I'd given up with sport and health and fitness and thought there'd be nothing that's ever for me. And I've even enjoyed the gym a little bit because of Jay going as well. Yeah. So it's uh, for me, if to talk about that, it would be... You know, we all want to be healthier and fitter, but it's hard and it's hard to fit it in. But that morning bit sets me up for the day. And I would say for anybody that's struggling, because I really did struggle with it. I wanted to walk, but walk, I did walk in for a bit. Didn't really enjoy it, even though I'd got the dog. And I was with, we did walk in with Sassy T, but it hurt my knees because I'm not built for that yet. Because I've had two years of sitting on sitting mm. on my sass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but finding this has really, really worked for me. So don't lose all hope. Just really keep looking for something. And it could be the most random thing. It could be trampolining. God. <laughs> oh, she's got a story. She's found one. <laughs> no, it was more of a, it might not be trampoline. <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> We've um we put a trampoline in for the kids up at Guy's parents' house. They've got big, they've got they've got the space for a big trampoline basically and uh so we quite often take them up there after school to burn off a bit of energy and um mate you've proper sussed that out haven't you let's take them to the in-laws to burn off energy yeah they've got trampoline (laughs) they've got a freezer in the garage that's full of ice cream it's perfect just take them up there feed them full of some ice cream that somebody else paid for um but uh yeah so we were up there on uh when was it It must have been friday yeah it was friday um and uh guy decides that he can do a front flip he's 29 years old he's not a spring chicken anymore um and like when he goes to the gym he lifts weights he doesn't do doesn't do yoga doesn't do pilates doesn't do like flexibility stuff doesn't do cardio like he goes and lifts weights and but for some reason decided completely out of the blue i'm gonna do a front flip on the trampoline he did the front flip on the trampoline and landed it. And then five minutes later was like, I've done something horrendous to my back. <laughs> We're not as supple as we used to be. <laughs> and then the next day, Saturday morning, it was our, our weekend with Millie. We only have a one weekend a month. And I booked this weekend specifically with a photographer to go and have a family shoot on the beach. And I thought the weather was going to be rubbish. And it turned out to be absolutely gorgeous and I got out of bed early to to Pinterest board the shoot and like pull some pictures together and I'm planning outfits for it all in my head 
And I come back upstairs and he's just lying there, like dead straight in bed on his back. And I'm like, you're right, babe? And he's like, I can't move. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I can't get out of bed. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah, the, so the shoot didn't happen. I had to postpone the shoot. And um, like, it's just like even Millie. So Millie goes to trampolining lessons every week. And she's eight. Even she would have at very least warmed up a bit before trying to do a flip. Yes. You know what I mean? Lunge. Just, he just went from like just sitting to I'm going to do a front flip. All right. Okay. Go for it. See what happens. I think there's a message there about a little bit of prep. I mean, we're, yeah. we're all for, we're all for, you know, going for it and reaching for your dreams and not worrying too much about it. But just have a tiny little bit of prep. Just a tiny. Just, just just be aware of your means. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, yeah, just warm. Just, just be aware warm. of your abilities. So this, this episode really has just been Rosie and I just catching up, which is what these intermediate, intermediate? Is that what it is in between? These in-between episodes <laughs> are all about. Um, so we just love to have a bit of a catch up and just a bit of a muse about what's been going on. We hope we have. We always said that this was going to be somewhere you could come and hang out with us and not feel as lonely as an entrepreneur sometimes can. And last week's episode was full of business nuggets. So we wanted to take it down to an easy, an easy listen, you know, like them shows. I call it Come Dine With Me TV. Those ones where you just need to switch off because I think both Rosie and I, I'd had a week in space. It was a heavy week. Um, last week Rosie launched as well um so this was the come dine with us version of the rhubarb and I I launched and you went into space (laughs) (laughs) this is why we compliment each other um talking to space if you don't or haven't already heard about the rhubarb and custard retreat you definitely want to get in our inbox because if you have a business and you are not clear on your vision mission and message or you might be you know you may have your brand you may be moving forward you might be ready to scale up this year's retreat is all about intention intention within your business intention with your confidence intention with your mission vision and your message maybe you know you want to go down a different route maybe there's just no clarity at all it is really something that's worth coming and having a chat with Rosie and I about about the rhubarb and custard retreat second helpings we are going to be in the most amazing location and location really does matter when you are being creative because if your space isn't um, one where you can really get outside of your head to be honest with you and get away from everything um then sometimes that can be stifled and you will be surrounded by other like-minded uh business owners as well that come on the retreat rosie anything to add to that i don't think so today's been a fun episode and uh i can't remember i'm not sure who we've got next week actually um but yeah today's been a really lovely episode and i hope that you have listened to it in the car or in the kitchen with a cuppa and just enjoyed the the break from the norm um so on that note it's goodbye from me custard and it's goodbye from me rhubarb bye see you soon <laughs>